From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Are you a hockey fan, Coach? Are you excited about Milan Lucic coming to Calgary? Well, I uh, I do stay in touch with those guys. I mean, our, I know Brad Treeliving lives out in this area, so I I definitely uh, I don't give many advice. I know that, <laughs> but uh, you know, I did think they needed toughness. But you know, you'd hope when you got toughness, you could have some skating, and mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't know enough to really be an expert, but I certainly. Uh, I thought they lacked a little toughness in the playoffs, and uh, let's see if it works. Well, you know, it's uh, and I, I'm not going to talk hockey with you because I, I appreciate your opinions, but it's it's a young man's game right now, and I tell you what, it's a fast game, and both James Neal didn't have a lot of speed. Milan Lucic, not a lot of speed. So we'll see. We'll flip a coin. We'll see who comes out on top right now. And, and, and you know, I, I can make that segue to the Canadian Football League because I believe the Calgary Stampeders are the second youngest roster in the Canadian Football League right now. And as I said off the top, uh, certainly a far from perfect last night, but it's it's another step in the right direction as this team is is still trying to find their way. Is, is that fair? Well, I mean, we needed that win. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. I mean, we definitely, uh, uh, coming back home uh, after a tough loss, you know, I definitely know there were some guys that were out of gas a little bit physically. Um, playing a winless team, uh, team we felt we were better than, uh, we did think that uh, they had skill and they could beat us, but if we played our game, we should win at home, and uh, we needed it. We, it took everything we had. It was, like you said, there was a lot of good plays, um, a lot of great plays, actually, but uh, the flip side of that is, you know, there's a little bit of inconsistency in, in other areas that we'll try to get better at. We got into this conversation last night, and it centered around you. You know, last year's team, a veteran team, a very solid team, both offensively and defensively. This year, it's it's a much younger team. Uh, obviously, a little tougher to coach a younger team, but but maybe this is a better coaching job that Dave Dickinson is doing right now because of, of the makeup. Uh, how would you address that? Well, you're a great coach when you win. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm working hard. I feel good with our staff. I mean, we're trying. We know what's going on, too. We know that uh, maybe we don't have the the horses, um, or I guess the proven horses that we've had in the past. We also know we've been ravaged by injuries, too. So I do believe that uh, we're earning everything we get, and our guys understand how tough it is to win in this league. Um, you know, I'm glad we've we got our head above water. To me, the 500 record is important. Uh, I want. I always want to be, you know, obviously getting that head above water, and I do think that we're still uh, right in the hunt for everything we want. So um, we got a long way to go. We're not there, obviously. We got a long way to go, but uh, we're working hard, and, and uh, ultimately, I think that that uh, if we can build it, it would be uh, one of those years you'd, you'd feel really proud if you could. Uh, accomplish special things you mentioned you know it was at home you felt you were the better team this was a game you had to win and this team under the john huffnagel era has been a dominant home team and you know if you were to lose that game lost that game last night you know you would have fallen below the 500 mark at home and that's not where this team wants to be you you have to make your hay at home don't you i think i've always felt that that's the key to winning in the cfl is that you you win your home games or at least you make you win your fair share of them and steal a few on the road i mean if you if you can get in that nine and nine you're pretty much thinking you're going to be in the playoffs um obviously that didn't happen last year for edmonton but uh you would think that way and i i think if you got the right things going for you meaning you're 
you're gelling, you're starting to find your way, you got you're healthy, you got some playmakers on your team. You can make some noise in in, in the playoffs. That's happened many, many, many times. I mean, there's been a couple of losing teams win great cups. But you do have to win at home and I do I really do think that uh for us too it's more of a we're a momentum team right now. We've got uh, we felt really good about ourselves in SAS, uh and then we kinda of backed off obviously in Hamilton. I think the guys, even though we believe in each other, uh, some success is really good for this team. So our defense, um, you know, seven turnovers. They they got a lot of areas to improve, believe it or not. Tackling, uh, staying in their rush lanes. And our special teams took a step. We were better on our cover teams. We still basically it was a saw-off. And I was tough on the offense, no doubt about it. But I looked at the film, and Nick still made a bunch of good throws. Bresk was great having him back. And Kadeem ran hard. Uh, we protected fairly well. A lot of those sacks were covered sacks. So there's a lot of things to build on that still. Um, but like you said, we're just we've got to play really well to win. We understand that, and we, we realize that's a big challenge. A really, really difficult situation for young Lawrence to get in as your starting center. Ucombre Williams goes out, and, and I'm not going to throw him under the bus because uh, that, that's just a really, really tough predicament to be in. Uh, how do you think he did, Coach? Well, I'll, I'll start off by saying it's a tough predicament, but it's what every what every athlete wants is that. He wants a chance to play. I mean, he's not a rookie anymore. He's been here a full year and a half. He is a guy that loves the game. Uh, if you just meet the kid, he just he wants to compete, and he wants to grow and be better. So it's a tough situation, but he, he relished it. I thought he held his own. I know there's a lot of plays he'd like to do better. His stats and communication were good. I mean, there's some things, uh, you know, we didn't have any low or – or high snaps the whole game, and we've had some issues there with you, Dubs. So um, you know there are some things. Obviously, he's 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 darn good at. So he used his strength. Um, he handled the bull rush. I think the, he took the penalty on the on the on the on the run by Kadeem. He's just got to be smarter. The guy turtled on him. Leave him alone. Don't grab him. And uh, you know things. I definitely think he'll improve. And um, you know we may have to use him again this week. So uh, you know it's good to get him in there. I thought he held his own. Nice to get Juwan Breskison back. I know how you feel about that player. And, and hey, Brandon Smith is one of your leaders and uh, one of your veterans on the defensive side of the ball. And then they both made impacts last night. Yeah, let's go to Smitty first. I mean, he was close to not playing, but he's just, you know, he's, I trust him. I knew when he said he's ready, he, he'd give it everything he got. I thought he was, he was right back to where he was. Um, you know, I could tell he was, uh, uh, I guess, feeling the fitness a little bit. When you don't play, that's the toughest thing, is you just don't have that game shape. Made that play early, though. Kept tackling, great leadership. And then he moved positions when we lost yeah, two of our guys. Right. Many had never. He's probably, he's been a boundary half, like, I think for the last hundred and some games. And for him to move and, and bail us out, I thought was excellent. Uh, Big-time performance by him. And then Bress, like you said, I really felt like he needed that extra week. I think he could have played last week, um, but we didn't feel that was the right move, and I think that was uh, shown that he was ready and looked fast, physical. Uh, that's the guy we signed in the off season, so it was good to get him in there. You know, it's interesting on the post game show last night. Uh, you know, I, I, I was a little surprised when I heard the defensive ball went to Joshua Bell, your your secondary coach. But then you put it into perspective. That secondary, you know, that's been that's been a work in progress all season long, and uh, they did come up big with all the changes you had to make. Definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, we usually if you get like one guy hurt at a position, you have the backup ready. But when you get two guys starter and the backup go down that's what happened at the sam linebacker for us which is our db it's like a a nickel db uh we really hadn't practiced a lot of guys there our our third string guy would be courtney stevens 
and he wasn't activated because he's hurt. Right. So it's like it, it really was tough, and, and uh, Josh deserves a lot of credit, but the players too, taking the coaching, listening, and understand when you're getting taught something. You're not necessarily getting taught a position. You're getting taught a scheme, and if you learn stuff as a concept or, or basically you try to learn what everyone's doing together and there are injuries, you have a chance to, to fix it, whereas – if you're just going to focus on your one position and all of a sudden there's injuries, there's major problems. We do that the same way in offense. Receivers, yeah, learn your spot. But if you can learn the route as a concept and you can jump in there with a little help from your teammates, that's what makes you a better team. Uh, the other player I want to single out is, is obviously Corey Greenwood. Uh, I was concerned. A lot of Stampeder fans were concerned with the loss of Alex Singleton. Right now, this team hasn't really missed a beat. Corey Greenwood, he was a one-man wrecking crew last night. What didn't he do on defense? You know, obviously, he popped the ball on Edwards. Trey Roberson takes it to the house. And then he was telling us in the postgame show last night, that's his first ever career interception as a pro. Now, that's something I didn't know. I'm with you on that. Um yeah, I mean, to be honest, he, he's been probably better than we, we hoped, even though we thought he was pretty good, too. Um, but I definitely uh, felt he upped his game. He's a physical player. He runs well. And I do want to also give uh, J.C. Sherrod some credit on that, too, because I think they got this relationship. They've been together in Edmonton for not long, but they know each other. And I think Corey's his physical skills are, are well documented. Uh, obviously, he's tough, fast, all that. But the things that I think he's been getting better at is reading things with his eyes. And uh, I definitely think that's some of the help of the coaching. So it uh, comes from Mons, our D coordinator, but obviously uh, I do think uh, J.C. and Corey got something going on that they're, they're building off each other and, and doing a nice job. Our pregame meeting yesterday, you, you were telling us, you know, about Nate Hawley and, you know, just the impact he is having on special teams and how teams are, are double-teaming him, and, and you were looking for another guy. And, and last night, uh, you went with, you know, a defensive lineman who really is a linebacker, and that is, you know, Azeem Victor. Uh, how did he grade out? How did he do? Well, he was kind of hot and cold. Um, you know, that's hard. You know, like we said, a lot of these guys, when they, they play their first game, they don't realize how big the field is now. Much running you got to do, at least the U.S. guys. And when we've been putting in new guys like that, it's like they, they can flash, but they also, you know, you can tell they they definitely are a little bit gassed or they don't realize uh, quite how much running they're going to have to do. Uh, took a bad penalty, um, you know, and I, I we talked about it. Uh, his effort's good. I think he can get better. Um, we're still looking for that mix. Uh, we've got a couple spots open on our PR. We're planning on bringing in another DN just to see uh, if we can find the right mix to give us that extra depth. Uh, it's been a major problem. I looked at my board. We got four DNs that are done for the year, so uh, we're just we're going to have to collect them a little bit to see what how we can be better. And uh, you know, he did all right though. I mean, he never played in no preseason. I'm still pretty impressed. These guys that can come up with zero preseason and still make an impact. So uh, we'll see what we can build him. Uh, Coach, I've got a couple of texts already, so I may as well get to this one. I asked you quickly yesterday about Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, originally, it was about a four- to six-week injury. It's now been, you know, three weeks uh, that Nick Arbuckle has uh, has carried the ball and carried the load for you. Uh, what is the uh, the latest on, on Bo? Uh, nothing's changing. Um, you know, we did, uh, we've got information back from the doctors in L.A. Um, uh, that, and we've got a, a planned attack. We had to get things settled down first, and I think they have, and so now we just got to see if we can uh, take that next step. But I think Bo's pretty positive about things 
happening for him soon. And, um, you know, I'm not sure, like you said, I, I doubt it's going to be this week, but I, he's getting closer and closer. And um, ultimately, you know, he's been a help on the sideline too in meetings. He's locked in. Um, he's been trying to give Nick, uh, you know, the little things you know, without maybe getting in his way. Um, so I think he's doing all the right things. And when he's back, we'll, we'll jump him in there as soon as possible. We don't want to put him in, though, and then have a, a reoccurring injury the first game back. It can happen, there's no doubt. But we, we do think we have to at least allow things time to heal, and then from there uh, hopefully have that uh, the rest of the year have a successful and right. healthy so, arm. So, so we can assume that he's going to be on the six-game injured list and, and not come off early, and that's, that's just an assumption, but uh, that's sort of the trend that's going to happen, I would think. Well, I mean, I, I'm definitely uh, op- optimistic that it might not be that way, but okay. I, I'm not going to rush him, no. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, coach, we're going to take a quick time out. Uh, you know who he is. He's the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. Dave Dickinson joining us as he does after every single game. The Stamps winning last night by 10 over the Toronto Argonauts. If you want to talk to the coach, this is your opportunity. You know the text line. You know the number to call. One number does it all. 403-974-8255. Give me a follow on Twitter as well. At Sports on 770. My email address, jock at 770chqr.com. This is Sports Talk with Jock. And this is a great question from the uh, from Jane Hay. Jane has a question for you, Coach. She says, Jock, we're listening to you and Dave while watching the Bombers play the Red Blacks tonight. And by the way, the Bombers have a 14-to-1 lead. Uh, she says, it's a live mic game, but neither head coach has said a word. <laughs> um, three live mic games for the Stampeders coming up this year against the Eskimos. Uh, Jane wants to know if, if you plan to change your style and not say anything with the live mic games. No. I'm going to talk. Uh, in fact, I talk too much. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? I'm paid to coach. I'm not paid to sit there on the sideline. So, um, you know, I mean, there are some things, obviously, that you probably don't want to give away, and you hope that the TSN people know. We give them, like, if you hear this word, don't don't air the rest of it. And we've been burned, no doubt about it. But we try, and uh, ultimately, yeah, we'll uh, – We'll see how it plays out. But we got three against Edmonton. I know Jay Moss uh, usually likes to click his mic off as well, uh, (laughs) give the controls to other people. But, no, I'm going to keep doing my thing. Okay. The freaking Canadian Mafia. No, I won't even go there, Coach. Uh, Let's go to Cliff. Cliff, uh, you're on the air with head coach Dave Dickinson. Hey, uh, guys. Great game yesterday. Uh, You were were discussing uh, Josh Bell and how great a job he and the DBs have done this this year. And I wanted to sort of reference that interception by Raheem Wilson. Just a great play. And initially, it looks like, uh, I was just wondering if you can sort of uh, uh, kind of clear things up. It look, initially, it looks like he's got some flat responsibility. And he so it turns around, he, he jumps and uh, uh, snags that corner route just behind him. So I was just wondering how much of that was just him making a great read, a great play, or how much of that was maybe a scheme? Was he sort of uh, baiting that uh, throw? <laughs> he was baiting him, you know, like, DBs, if you get good and you can start, um, you know, playing a little cat and mouse, you know your responsibility. The other guys don't. So if you can show a different body language, you know, come down, press the receiver, but you're full well know you're getting off and you're covering your zone. That's what he did on that play, and he did a nice job. I know Josh has been talking about that with him, though, and the hard thing is to trust that you, you know, you have faith that you can get back and cover your zone. You get nervous. If you're a young player, you, you just don't have that savviness to kind of sit in there and Hold, 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 because if you show it too soon, the quarterback's never going to make that throw. But 
certainly baited him and made a nice play, got right underneath the route, and uh, big, inter- big play for his first interception. Okay, great. Actually, you know what? Uh, it, it, it appears from uh, from my standpoint that we've made a few plays like that this year. And uh, is there is sort of a, is there a difference in scheme, or is it is it just uh, is just great plays? Or I mean, how much are we? Uh, uh, how well are we doing at deceiving the other the other quarterbacks? Because uh, uh, I haven't seen us uh, attack uh, uh, the ball like we have uh, as well as we have this year in a long time. Yeah, I think the trend of the league is less man-to-man, uh, meaning that they're playing more zones. And the reason you're finding that is because people are being able to stop the run with maybe three or four guys, and they, they get these big guys inside, and they just kind of gap it out, and they bounce the ball to the outside. And as soon as the ball goes outside, everyone's so fast. And there's all these guys that are looking at the play, looking at the quarterback that come downhill and make the play. So teams, you know, as you, you watch a game tonight, if you're watching it, a lot of it, same thing. It's zones and lots of zones, and basically, um, you know, why saying that is that the, the DBs have a chance to play more with their eyes. And uh, sometimes there's higher completion percentages against zones uh, than man, but uh, usually also don't give up quite as many big plays as I just see Winnipeg make a big play against the zone. Um, but it is certainly, I think, part scheme and, and part using your personnel to the best of their abilities. Cliff, I really appreciate the call. I'm up against the clock, and uh, those are good questions for Coach Dave Dickinson. By the way, Coach, I just got a text from your your crack PR guy, Jean Lefebvre, and he says TSN did announce earlier that technical issues prevented them from miking the coaches tonight. So maybe you'll have technical issues against the Eskimos when you get mic'd. There you go. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Coach, as always, appreciate your time. You have a great weekend. What's your your schedule with the boys this weekend? They get uh, tomorrow off? Well, the players do, but we'll be in as coaches bright and early because we've got to break this game down. We've got to find out if they have any tendencies, field zones, anything like that. A little bit tougher to prepare um, for a team that's playing tonight, but the flip side of that, we get the advantage of having the extra day of rest. So uh, we need it right now. We're still beat up, too, so we'll see what lineup we can put out there when we go to Ottawa and hopefully get a win. We might see you on Monday at the uh, Calgary Stampede Alumni Charity Golf Tournament. I'll be there, yeah. I hope lots of guys show up. And I've heard the weather's turning, too, thank yes. God. But uh, it's always fun, and the guys, Jackie Kellogg, Dave Heisman, they do a great job. Uh, always Tammy Truman's our major sponsor. She does an awesome job. So throwing a little plugs out there, but those guys work hard for, for to get the guys out there and have some fun. They do a great job. Hey, Coach, have a great weekend. Thanks so much. Okay, take care. Yep. That's uh, Coach Dave Dickinson. Of course, he joins us for Tom's House of Pizza. Uh, If you want to follow up with that, we'll do that when we come back. Also, um, a little bonus CFL Insider tonight. I know Glenn Suter is working, but we do get him twice a week, so I had a a chance to talk to Glenn a little earlier today. He'll give you his thoughts on the Stampeders game from last night. Glenn Suter, right around the corner. This is the home of the Calgary Stampeders. This is 770 CHQR. Light rain and 13 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good evening from Global News. It's 7.30. I'm Haley Jarmaine. A Calgary judge is denying BC's attempt to block Alberta's so-called turn-off-the-taps bill. Queen's Bench Justice Robert Hall says BC doesn't have the right to take Alberta to court in Alberta over legislation passed by the Alberta legislature. In a decision released today, Hall says the dispute between the two provinces should be resolved in federal court. 
A busy intersection downtown in Calgary will be getting a splash of color this weekend. Stephen Avenue and Centre Street will be the permanent location for new rainbow and trans pride flag crosswalks. Zoom Painting has committed to painting and maintaining the crosswalks for up to 10 years. Mainly cloudy, a chance of some showers tonight and through the overnight, a low of 10. Tomorrow, clouds, showers, maybe a thunderstorm and a high of 18. And then on Sunday, mostly sunny and a high of 22. 13 degrees, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 8 o'clock. I'm Haley Jarmaine.